I deserve love as do you. True love, expansive love. And my heart breaks for all the versions of myself that didn't understand that and couldn't feel that with every cell of me. And also I love that version of me. I have no shame and I have no judgment for that version of me. So wherever you are, how can you love yourself through that? How can you love yourself now? How can you hold yourself where you are without shame, without judgment, without feeling like you have to be doing something different, but where you are right now in relation to intimate partnership, in relation to love, in relation to connecting with other beings. Where are you? How can you see yourself? See yourself truly, honestly, with your whole heart. Observe that version of yourself and say, wow, I understand why you are this way. And I love you no matter where you are. Because from that energy, we allow ourselves to regulate our nervous system. We allow ourselves to release judgment. And then and only then will we be able to choose differently. But in order to choose to act from love, we have to first cultivate that within ourselves. It's non-negotiable. Hello, my sweet loves, and welcome to Bad Witches Only. I am your host, Allie Schlenner. If you are new here, first and foremost, welcome. I fucking love you. I'm so grateful to have you here. And I'm Allie. I am an intuitive life coach um, and an energy healer. So up in this bitch, up in this podcast, we talk about all things spirituality, self-development, and we have a fucking party. So if you're new here, saddle up, get ready for the fucking ride and be prepared to have some fun. This is just like my expression of love and I let things flow, usually unplanned and we just rock and roll, baby. And this is the space for me to really let y'all into my life, into my heart, into my mind through this healing journey, because I believe that the things that I experience in this life and the things that we all go through, we don't go through them alone, that there are always similarities and um, different areas where we can connect to one another, especially through our narratives, through our stories and through our life experiences. So... Quick little alley update. I am back home, home sweet home in Puerto Escondido. And a lot of y'all know I just um, moved here. I'm in the process of moving here. I bought land here. And now I'm getting settled. Obviously, I'm leaving for a month because I have a little 300-hour yoga teacher training um, in Peru for the month of August. So I will be out of here and we'll be wrapping up season one of Bad Witches Only. Oh my lanta. I can't fucking believe it. We've already had a season. What? Um, and then I'll be coming back a new bitch <laughs> after the YTT. So it goes. And also, just so y'all know, I mean, 
you may hear some dogs in the background. You may hear some church music. You may hear some construction. We are just living the rustic life here in this cute little beach town. I mean, I have palm trees right outside. It's very like peaceful and amazing and loving this area. And the the space that I'm staying in um, is like totally open to the world. There are... <laughs> in terms of like what is outside is inside and so it goes. So we're just living, we're rocking and rolling with it. No problem. Um, No problem. Right. You guys. Okay, cool. And I just got back from a little nudist guest house, which was a really fun experience for me just being naked um, and letting myself not sexualize my body and just be open to that experience was so beautiful and new for me. Um, So yeah, really fun. It was like right on the edge of my comfort zone. So it felt really expansive and just a new way for me to be embodied, a new way for me to be in my body as I move through this life and experiment with that and what it felt like. So anywho, 10 out of 10 would recommend being naked. (laughs) And today, what we're going to talk about, um, back on track, Allie always wants to talk about being naked and other random things. Um, So uh, today, we're going to talk about relationships. And it's such an interesting topic because I've been doing such deep healing work personally in uh, like the sacral chakra area. And one of my first podcast episodes was about sex and sexuality and the energetics of that. And I've been moving through some deep, um, just deep healing in the sacral chakra in relation to both love and money. And a lot of the money, deep work, subconscious healing, um, nervous system regulation, I had been focusing on that when I was in Mexico City. And holy shit, I mean, it was some deep stuff. If you listen to the shadow work episode, (laughs) y'all will hear, I was in it. I was in the fucking work during that shadow work episode. And now I'm in this stage of, of really getting real with myself, getting honest with myself about my beliefs about love, the conditioning that I have, and how to choose differently because I have all of these, this really strong foundation of my idea of what I want out of a relationship and what that looks like and um, what I am calling in and also what I am not settling for anymore at this point in my life. And now I'm in the process of choosing that, of choosing differently, of acting from that space. And I talk about this often, but there's often this, um, how many times can I say often back to back to back to back to back? (laughs) But there's often this distinction or this differentiation or this space in between knowing better and choosing better. So right now I am very deeply aware of I know better. I have known better for a long time. And now I'm in the process of choosing better for myself. And it is at this point where I feel like, holy shit, this is, this is a little bit uncomfortable. This is new for me. And also I deserve to choose better because 
when we compromise our sense of self-worth and um, like what we want and what we know we deserve by choosing something that no longer fits us, that we no longer um, want to call into our reality, but because we're afraid we're not going to get what we truly want, when we settle, we tell the universe, like, actually, I'm not deserving of what I really want. And we block the space. We block ourselves from being able to receive what it is that we truly want. And often people think, okay, well, let me just do this for now. And eventually I will get what I want. Like this is a a stepping stone, which sometimes it can be in manifestation, like a bridge to receive what you truly want. And also we have to be very conscious of how we're communicating with the universe through our actions, what we're telling the universe that we are worthy of, what we are telling the universe that we really want. Because when we say yes to things that aren't aligned with our hearts, our souls, and our connection to our highest self, then we are blocking ourselves from receiving that which actually is aligned. And the best way to communicate with the universe is through our actions, is through what we choose for ourselves, the way that we choose to show up in the world. And our beliefs are obviously like the foundation that support those actions, but it's actually the actions that are the communication platform with the universe because then we are showing them, we are embodying those beliefs on a different level. And then this also goes into like cognitive dissonance. So when we are acting from a space of worthiness and we are actually teaching our subconscious mind we are teaching our 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 beautiful brains that we are safe to choose this way and then we are rewiring those neural pathways because our actions always take precedence over the beliefs in terms of um like the strength of of what we we believe about ourselves. So if we are acting out of alignment with our belief systems, our beliefs will match our actions um, and not the other way around. So uh, that's the idea of cognitive dis- dissonance. So it's really important to show up in the world in the way that we know we are meant to, in a way that supports what we deserve. So let's get into like why I'm even talking about this in the first place, how we got here, where this topic came from, and some of the deep healing work I'm doing so you guys can have a better idea of like this in in the world, in practice. <laughs> and of course, I'm just learning, I'm healing, I'm like deep in the heels in the fields. So this is just my personal perspective. We all have our own things that we're navigating, but um, I feel like there's this idea that at a spiritual people, um, I don't know, they don't fuck up or they don't uh, <laughs> they don't always act. They act with integrity all the time or they know all of the things and it's just it's easy for them. And really, it's just deep healing work. It's getting real with ourselves over and over and over again. And I want y'all to know and understand that there's no type of like guru situation up in this bitch. I am just a human. I am figuring it out. And we all are. And also it's important for us to share our stories because there's so much value in what we're learning along the way. And it's in these messy moments where we are really able to um, 
to connect with one another on a human level, on a heart-centered level, as opposed to um, like, I'm I'm not sharing this to be a a quote-unquote model for behavior. I'm sharing this because it's important. (laughs) It's important to talk about these things from a perspective of, oh, I see you. I, yeah. And we can connect uh, from the heart space. So Anywho, back to Puerto Escondido. Here I am. A lot of y'all know six years ago when I came here for the first time, I ended up in an emotionally abusive relationship after experiencing some some medical trauma, some physical trauma. And my healing process from that trauma was like escapism. I was seeking for seeking validation and love. I wanted to be held. I wanted to be in a relationship. I just wanted to be like taken care of. But subconsciously, my mind was feeling, my belief about myself was I am unworthy and I am weak. So I subconsciously sought that confirmation through relationship and um, through the behaviors that the way I treated myself externally. And looking back at that version of myself, I have so much compassion, obviously. Like, oof, Allie girl, you were really hurting. I was really, really hurting in that place. And I share this with you because there's something about the physical place that I am in right now. I am in Puerto. This is the first place I am. I showed up here and I immediately ended up in this relationship. The next time I came back, I came back after my YTT, my first YTT, and I was doing some deep healing work in relation to relationships once again in preparation for coming home to be received by a future boyfriend at the time, future I'll call him a boyfriend. It wasn't really a partnership. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say my my future partner, but now ex-partner. Um, but more of a boyfriend dynamic, less of a partnership if, you, if you're catching my vibe, if you're catching my drift. So anywho, um, I remember sitting on the beach and letting go of the first relationship that I had six years ago and doing like a cacao ceremony and pulling angel cards and just really energetically letting go of that and coming back to my worth and coming back to my worth and over and over and over again and calling in this new love that felt more aligned. And then I came home, we got into this relationship and it was really like amazing and expansive at first. And then the red flag started coming out. Um, We ended up moving away from friends and family to new cities. And the behavior patterns mirrored that of my ex from six years ago. And it was, I was back in this place and space of, holy shit, how did I end up here again? And there was at first some self-judgment in terms of like, I, I can't be back in an emotionally abusive relationship. Like I didn't do this to myself again. And there was that element of, holy shit, I've moved away from my friends and family. What was I thinking? I really trusted this person. So there's this element of self-judgment and 
that leads to denial, which actually keeps us stuck in that relationship for longer. When we refuse to see things as they are in order to protect ourselves, in order to protect like our identity of, oh, I wouldn't do this again. And in order to keep us feeling um, secure with ourselves and our ability to choose people and um, the way that we choose people. So that often keeps us stuck. And we realize, like I realized very quickly in that moment, I was like, I have to let go of this self-judgment and let go of my pride in order to leave this relationship. So I did that, left the relationship. This was a few years ago now. And that was my last relationship, relationship. And I share this with you because being back in this place again for the first time, um, since I had that ceremony on the beach, that was that ceremony on the beach was like so beautiful. And that's the last thing I really remember or that I felt super connected to from my when I was here before. So coming back here, I'm like, oh, there is this concept of relationships that is present in my mind. And it's interesting to observe and witness the people that have come into my life this time around as well. So for example, there is somebody who has come into my life that feels to my nervous system similar to these other two guys that feels like, oh, there's this push-pull dynamic. I want you to love me, but you're playing games with me. It doesn't feel good, but it feels comfortable. It feels comfortable because I am used, I have experienced that in the past. And that is what my nervous system has been used to or accustomed in love, which is also rooted in this belief of I am not worthy and I am weak and I need you to love me. It's this neediness dynamic of um, like to crave this love from somebody and it doesn't feel healthy, but it feels familiar. So my body, my subconscious mind, because the subconscious lives in the cells of our body. And um, I've talked about this before, but this is some research from Dr. Candace Pert, and she termed the coin. She she termed the coin. She coined the term "body mind," which um, embodies the fact that our bodies there is like wisdom in our cells, and they hold emotions. And there, it's also our subconscious mind that lives in our bodies. And so, to my body, it feels normal and natural and comfortable. And like, quote unquote, at home to be in the presence of this person, even though I know now that is not what I want and that is not healthy. And it's interesting to observe this because now, as I mentioned, I'm in this process of choosing differently. So my body, my subconscious wants this dynamic and my conscious mind, my highest self, my, um, you know, the version of me that is really like deep in my hot girl healing <laughs> journey um, is like, no, Allie, we're choosing differently. And to rewire that is uncomfortable. It is really uncomfortable. And even just sharing this with you, I feel this um, like knot in my solar plexus area, which is right above my belly button, um, right below my, my, my boobies, my breasties. And Oh my gosh, I'm I'm burping. I'm energetically releasing to share this. There's so much happening. But in my solar plexus, I feel this like knot. 
And it's so normal for us to feel that resistance in our body. Our solar plexus is our area of empowerment. So now I am redeveloping this um, relationship with my my own sense of power, my own sense of empowerment. And this area is the way, the space in which God shines through us, through the way that we show up in the world. It's our identity. It's our, it's like the sun of our being. It's our our radiance, the way that we shine in the world. And I am choosing to shine differently. I'm choosing like to, sh- I'm choosing to show up differently. I'm choosing to connect to my power in a new way. And that's really beautiful. And also, I would be lying if I didn't acknowledge the discomfort that comes in that, that comes from that. And I was in such a beautiful healing circle yesterday, and there was something that came up at the end. And um, it was with Milana Snow, and she was running an intuitive entered, uh, an intuitive healing circle where we did some coaching, and um, it was really magical. But what we were talking about at the end, and what she pointed out was this. Um, I want to express it in this, in honor, her words was that our relationship with others is really our relationship to ourselves and in the way that that makes us feel, but the way that we allow ourselves to relate to others. So our relationship, say for example, I'm going to name this person. Um, what should I call him? Ben. (laughs) We're going to call him Ben. Okay. So say, for example, Ben, um, random guy, Ben. But the way that I relate to Ben is really a reflection of the way that I relate to myself in response to Ben, in response to the way that Ben shows up in the world. I get to choose how I relate to him. And all of our relationships are a mirror of ourselves, are a mirror of our triggers. And, um, it's so beautiful as well. I was having a conversation with an amazing woman last night who's staying in the same like bungalow sitch here. And she was saying she's been in a relationship for about three years. And um, she was saying that to love yourself and to show up in a relation as a whole person is really the key. And to stay doing the work, to stay to uncovering these new parts of yourselves. Because I mean, I truly believe that the people that come into our lives, they come into our lives when they do for a reason. And they're always here to guide us back to ourselves. They're always here to show us different parts of ourselves and that need love. And when we are triggered, it's an opportunity In terms of when I say triggered, I mean, we have an automatic nervous system response to the way that somebody is showing up in the world and the way that we respond to their actions, to their whatever is happening with them. It is our response. It is our nervous system response. So when we are triggered and our nervous system goes into fight or flight, as we're processing their action in our body, in it's an opportunity for us to look inwards and say, what's happening? What's happening here? Why is this happening? What do I need in this moment to hold myself through? And of course, it's a conscious choice to be able to relate to people in whatever way feels good to one another. And this is something I've talked about on this podcast as well. But something I am learning is that it's so important for me to honor 
my boundaries in a way that keeps me grounded in the energy of love. And so I set boundaries based on, okay, and of course I'm learning how to do this. This is all a learning process. I'm not like perfect at this. No, no, no. But I am fucking learning and I try a little bit harder every single day. But I keep boundaries in place that allow me to stay in the energy of love because there are certain people that trigger me more than others and or don't treat me uh, the way that feels good to my nervous system and that automatically like bring me out of that energy of love. So to hold my boundaries, to hold this energy of love, to honor my highest self and allow her to exist inside of me, I have to honor boundaries that support my nervous system. And that means acknowledging when certain people um, trigger a response in me that doesn't feel good. And it's nothing against them. It's just uh, in respect to my energy and our the where our energy meets. And of course, it's within me. And I'm not saying I avoid all interactions that take me out of love. <laughs> and I am saying that I have a very high um, importance of or high value in my own energy. And to honor that is one of the most important distinctions I or d- important decisions I've ever made in my life. And I've watched it change so much within me because it allows me to stay connected to my highest self. It allows me to stay in the energy of love and which brings me to a higher window of tolerance. So a window of tolerance is like, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) When you are in a good mood, when everything is going your way, you're going to have more tolerance, um, in your in your body, in your mind, in your soul to deal with the little inconveniences of life. As opposed to say you woke up and you're having a really fucking bad day, you're grumpy as hell, you got really bad news, you're sad, you're on, you're you're hanging on by a fucking thread. And then something goes wrong and all of a sudden you break, you crack open, your window of tolerance in that moment is very, very small. But <laughs> I'm just picturing myself because I am a very fiery person and usually I do a really good job honoring my energy. And also there are times where it's just like, I'm hanging on by a fucking thread. Do not test me (laughs) universe. And in those moments, I know I have to come back to myself first because I don't want to project my anger or discomfort, um, irritability on somebody else. And also that happens sometimes, right? I'm human. So honoring our window of tolerance, but like really doing a, a, or bringing consciousness to support your window of tolerance and increasing it, right? So the more I've set energetic boundaries between people and I've acknowledged, okay, my energy is truly a gift. And I hope that each and every one of you feel that for yourselves as well. Your energy is truly a gift, especially when it's in this like beautiful, magical intersection of love and connection to your highest self and groundedness and peace and openness and joy. Like that energy is fucking magical and it's magnetic. And we deserve to be in that place and space. And there are so many 
there's a lot of conditioning, especially as a woman. And when I say woman, I really mean like woman X, woman, anyone who um, had like grew up in a quote unquote female body, anybody that uh, just like the, the, the feminine energy, the lunar energy, we are taught in told that we are here to serve men. We live in a patriarchal society. And that means giving, giving, giving. And oftentimes that looks like giving our energy. And to understand and see our energy in its sacredness and to acknowledge, I don't actually owe my energy to anyone, even though I am taught that I that I do. Even though the society told me and showed me and taught me that I am here on this earth to give my energy to others. I now know that my energy is sacred and I get to decide how and where I spend that. And coming back to that sense of value is so fucking life-changing, truly, honestly. So I have that beautiful foundation of understanding what it feels like to have this sense of sacred energy within me. And now I'm learning, okay, so what does that look like when I choose that in all environments, in all circumstances? Because when it comes to intimate relationships and intimate partnerships, for me, that feels like the last little bit (laughs) of learning how to value the sacredness. And that's okay. And that's okay. And also to my um, conscious mind, it feels like, oh, am I behind? Because I see these patterns coming up that aren't in alignment with these other areas of my life. And no, like I'm just human. We all have our own healing journeys. And whatever area it is that you're working on, there's nothing wrong with being where you are. So I acknowledge that for myself. I love that for myself. I love that I'm in this part of my journey. I love that I feel um, so I, I that I have this strong understanding of my sacred energy and all of these areas of my life. And I love that I'm now learning how to value this in the area of love as well. So anywho... That felt really good to express. I hope that that (laughs) resonated with some of y'all, but just keeping ourselves in the energy of love, setting those boundaries and knowing what serves us and what doesn't serve us. And acknowledging too, when new people come into our vortex, we get to decide, oh, does this feel good for me? How much time and energy do I want to spend on this person with this person? How much time and energy do I want to give? And this also brings us back to the um, topic of reciprocity. Am I receiving when I give to this person? And that for me has been fucking huge to acknowledge. Holy shit, I deserve to be given to. I deserve to be taken care of. And I'm sure I'm not the only person here in this room i picture whenever i picture like podcast listeners i picture us all in a room fucking like just everybody's together we're listening to this together we're moving through this energy together um so when i say we're all here in this room i mean all here in this room that is learning how beautiful it is to be in reciprocal relationships and 
what it feels like to truly be given back to after giving so much of ourselves to different directions and to remind ourselves like, holy shit, we are safe to receive. And I have so much love to give. I have so much love to give. And I love showering people in that love. I really, I really do. So I'm ready to receive in the same way. And that means looking at the areas in which or looking at the patterns that feel comfortable, looking at the decisions and the choices I once made for myself and saying, I choose differently now and it's okay. And I am safe to do that. And it's uncomfortable when we're in the space in between. We're in the space in between of choosing differently and waiting to receive what we actually deserve. So that's where I am now. I'm observing myself not choosing people who make me feel like an option, people who make me feel this push and pull dynamic, make me feel like they're playing games with me, make me feel not good in my body, make me feel like a heightened nervous system response, make me feel the energy of codependency where I'm like feeling insecure in myself. That, uh uh-uh, honey. Uh Uh-uh, honey. We are not doing that. We are not doing that. We are calling in reciprocal, beautiful, expansive love where I feel safe in my body. Holy shit. I just want to feel safe in my body with this person. So to be in the space in between, it can be uncomfortable because we're calling in something of a higher vibration of expansion. And sometimes the universe presents us with these tests or these options to choose what we've always chosen um, in order to see where are you at? Where are you at? And how bad do you want what you say you want? Because if you choose to accept something that is no longer in alignment with your highest self or something that you have outgrown, then you cut yourself off from receiving that which you truly deserve. So this space in between is uncomfortable, but it's necessary. It's necessary. And it comes back to our level of trust in the universe, trust in what we deserve and our willingness to commit to that and to show up to that, to ground ourselves in our worth and say, no, I am not available for anything that makes me feel less than for anything that um, doesn't feel truly beautiful and expansive and opening to my heart center. Because one thing I noticed in my last relationship that was like, oh, I will never do this again, was this person and my relationship with this person took me away from my intuition. It took me out of my body. It brought me back to codependent patterns, to this heightened nervous system response where am I safe? Am I unsafe? Am I safe? Am I unsafe? Am I safe? Am I unsafe? In this person's presence. And there were times where I felt really safe and there were times where I felt really unsafe. And that roller coaster, that up and down, that push, that pull, is so draining to the nervous system. And when we are not embodied, when we are not um, allowing our nervous system to rest, when we are not in the parasympathetic nervous system response, we are outside of our intuition. We are operating from um, sympathetic nervous system overdrive, which is really hard for us to be in union with our highest self. It's really hard for us to be in union with our intuition. And I felt that at the end of my last relationship so strongly and in reflection after I got out of that relationship and I allowed myself to come back home to myself and get back in touch with my intuition, I was like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing. And sometimes we can't feel it until we're out of it. Sometimes we don't know the extent of what that feels like in our bodies for us to be calm and us to be at peace 
until we leave certain environments that trigger us constantly because it becomes normalized in our body for us to feel this way. And it's in that space of removing ourselves from those environments where we are able to realize and see from a different perspective and truly feel in our bodies like, wow, that wasn't good. Wow, that wasn't healthy. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean as as I speak these words. I'm sure you feel it in your body. So anywho, I will never be in a relationship again. That takes me away from my intuition. My intuition is the greatest gift I have. It has saved my life. It has um, brought me to new levels of life experience, new depths within myself. It has... It's it's everything. It's everything to me. You guys know that. This is what this is what I do. This is who I am. This is the way I live. And now I open myself up to relationships that support that. And to me I'm like, "Whoa, that's a, that's uncomfortable." Right? That's new. That's uncomfortable. And also, it's fucking invaluable. And there's something else I wanted to share about intuition when it comes to relationships and when it comes to our highest self and our connection to our highest self is that often our intuition, um, when we are in relationships that don't serve us, our intuition comes through and tells us that. And we don't always leave. We don't always leave. And I know that because I have done that. And it's okay to do that. And that's also back to the concept of (laughs) knowing better and not doing better. And as an intuitive life coach in my sessions, um, and this is also why I don't work with people for short periods of time, like we need longer. We need longer because when we go to these spaces of connecting to our highest self and connecting to our intuition, it takes a while for us to integrate this information and the physical and for us to show up in that way, for us to embody that way of being. Um, And it doesn't just happen in one session. It doesn't happen overnight because often we go to these spaces of deep connection to our highest self and to our intuition when we're receiving this, this beautiful guidance. And then we finish the session, we leave, we process, oh my God, my highest self told me I need to leave this person. And our logical mind comes in, takes the forefront and is like, oh no, we can't do that for all of these reasons. And that's totally okay. That's totally safe. And also it's important for us to acknowledge like how sacred this inner voice is within us and to do what we can in our own timing to develop that sense of trust with our intuition. And and I say this from such a deep place of love because I know what it feels like to be stuck in the in-between of my gut is telling me I am not safe with this person. I don't know why. And to lay in bed next to that person over and over and over again and to lose parts of yourself and not know why because your logical mind is telling you it's okay, is telling you you need to stay and your intuition and your body are telling you I'm not safe here. And 
that maybe it's just a voice inside of your head that's like, I need to get out, I need to leave. And you don't know why that voice is there. If there's something inside of you that's telling you that you're not safe, if your body doesn't feel safe, if your heart is beating really fast around this person, if you, yeah, if you just don't feel safe, safety is like the key dynamic here that we're searching for and in your body, feeling safe and embodied. Cause then you are in union with your intuition and in union with your highest self. And there is a wisdom inside of us that knows and understands things that we can't on the conscious level that we can't when it comes to logistics and to trust that is it's it's hard to put into words and of course if you're not comfortable with doing this i'm not saying figure it out do it overnight i'm just saying that you deserve to feel that sense of safety within you and I really invite you to deepen into that connection with your body and ask yourself what it feels like to be in union with this person. Does this person feel like a partner? Is this what I'm looking for? Do I feel safe in this person's presence? Do I feel more connected to myself? Do I feel more loved? Do I feel more open? And do I, yeah, how, how does it make me feel? Because you deserve to feel everything and more that you've ever wanted. And of course, there are times in relationships where we go through the ups and downs, but where I feel deeply on my soul, in my soul, that we are at a stage in this conscious awakening, this collective conscious awakening, where we are learning how to more deeply love ourselves and to love ourselves on our own and then to be in union with another being to express that love to share our love and as my friend was saying last night to own that wholeness within you and to seek love from another being to complement that wholeness is really really magical and you know, it's so fucking interesting. I had this crazy dream uh, a few nights ago and it was about an ex-boyfriend and it's my, this person, this ex of mine, ex-partner, he was really like a partner in life. And this person, I feel, we'll call him Jack, 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 Jacko. <laughs> What's up, Jack? Um, Jack was a real, is a really special person in my life because he taught me how to love. He taught me how to be in relationship. We had a very special connection and I feel that our souls are, are connected in one way or another. And sometimes I go into meditation and Jack, like his soul will call me and just ask me to hold him. And no, we're not together now. And we never will be again, I don't think. Um, he's actually with another person who I'm really happy for him as long as he's happy. And Jack's soul called me through dreams. And sometimes I do, like, for some of you, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, <laughs> what do you mean he called you through dreams? <laughs> well, I thought we were talking about relationships. We are, but it's spiritual. Duh. Um, 
So a lot of some of my spiritual work is also done overnight during dreams. I go, if somebody calls me, I will go and support them as isn't always something I remember in the morning. But this dream in particular was fucking like so vivid. I woke up and I was still consciously doing the work. Like I woke up in a very deeply meditative state and I was like, this work isn't done. So I continued. I stayed there in my waking state of being, which is still where the subconscious is like, or the, is the most raw. So it was really intense. And he called me, um, and I'll, I'll share the dream a little bit. Basically there was a crash, like a bus crash, kind of like the Frida Kahlo crash. And I was the only one who survived, um, the crash and <laughs> welcome to weird alley things like 101 i survived the crash and then um there was a taxi and my stuff was in the taxi for some reason and there was a man sitting on the sidewalk i went to the taxi i found my purse and my wallet and there was like a teddy bear or something sentimental that was in the purse both my wallet and the sentimental thing were gone and the man on the sidewalk was like, oh, um, that man has it, Jack. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked out and there was a water taxi going away, like leaving, leaving the port. And Jack and I saw each other and I was like, Jack. And um, he was like, oh my God, Al. And he literally jumped out of the fucking water taxi. We both jumped into the water together, which is also interesting because our the water is representative of emotions and the subconscious mind. So we both jumped into the water and we're swimming around in the water um, together. He's like, I can't believe that you're alive. I was like, I know me either. I can't. Why are you here? <laughs> what the hell was going on and we've climbed out and we were sitting on a jet ski and we were just talking and like sharing our hearts and then he had a scooter and he took me back to somewhere i don't know i was like i had no idea what was happening i just almost died and i was all of a sudden with jack who i haven't seen in fucking five years <laughs> and he took me back and it was him and his girlfriend but the soul of his girlfriend was very different than like the current embodiment of his girlfriend i feel because i've met his girlfriend and it was just very different i don't know what the fuck happened um where the difference was here but i just i was there i was talking to the girlfriend and um he was on jack was on the phone and uh the girlfriend was really standoffish to me and i was like listen I know you don't know me. I know it's weird for me to sit here and make small talk with you. Um, but I just want to tell you, like, I love you. And um, then all of a sudden, we just like started shooting the shit and she was so funny and we were all cracking up. And I just felt so much love from Jack. Jack's on the phone and he's just looking at me like, oh, oh my gosh, I love you. And not in like a, a uh, sexual sensual way but just i felt all of this love showering and being poured into my soul from his and so much gratitude for me and we've lost contact over the years so to feel that love was really beautiful for my soul um i like really appreciated that because i have like i said i feel very connected to this person's soul and his soul comes to me often and asks for for love and my soul gives it to him 
my soul gives it. So to feel that in in response or in re- reciprocity, it was really beautiful and expansive. But what his soul had asked for, really, and this is with the message and the magic that has come through from this dream, is I looked at her as I was leaving. This is as I was waking up in my like conscious state almost. I looked at her and I said, Jack is one of the most special people I've ever met in my life. And I am so happy for you that you have found him. And I truly hope that you appreciate him with every cell of your being every single day and that you wake up and choose him. And if you ever get to a point where you can't appreciate him and love him the way he deserves to be loved, then please have the strength to let him go so that he can find somebody who does. And I said the same thing to Jack about his girlfriend. Said, Jack, she's an amazing, wonderful, loving woman. And I hope that you appreciate every single thing. And I said, she's funny and she's fiery because I had really gotten to know her. And I was like, this is really cool. I was like, she's funny and she's fiery and she's feisty and she's protective over you and she loves you so much. And I hope that you really appreciate her every single day and that you choose her, that you wake up and you choose her. And if at any point in this life, any day you wake up and you don't appreciate her, let her go so that she can find somebody who truly does. Let her go so that she can find somebody who truly does. And then to both of them, I said, every single morning, you have to wake up and choose each other and know that there is nobody else in this world that you would rather be with. You have to choose to be together every single morning and make that conscious choice and dedicate yourself to that person every single day. And and I and I said, I I love you both. And then I left. And so I hope that we can all in this moment like take that magic because I don't I don't know where that came from. And I don't know why his soul needed that or her soul needed that or because let me tell you guys, like in my dream world, there have been very few times where I've actually seen a soul or a being this clearly. Like Jack touched my arm and I felt it. And I've never in my life felt something from a dream besides when I've connected with souls that have passed on. And it was so interesting to wake up in the morning and feel that was real. That was real. And there's no denying that, how real it fucking was for me. So I hope we can all take that medicine and maybe that dream came to me for him or for her or for me, or maybe it came to me for you, but I hope we all can connect to the magic of how much we deserve to be appreciated and how being with somebody is a conscious choice that we get to make every single day. And there's so much power in that. There's so much... um self-love. There's so much understanding of our own worth and there's so much freedom that lies in that. And I don't know about y'all, but for relationships, for me, there's this contrast between freedom and what I look for in a relationship now is to feel free 
in that relationship, to feel free in my body, to feel free in my soul, to make the decisions that bring me back to my own sense of freedom, which means being connected to my intuition, which means being connected to my sense of worthiness, which means having the freedom to choose. And this also brings us back to what I had mentioned recently about having the understanding that we are safe to choose in every moment. And when we receive intuitive messages, like we are safe to choose them or not. And we get to decide, but really acknowledging where am I? Am I in the space in between knowing better and choosing better? And how can I support myself to choose better if I am in that space? Or how much time do I need? Or what tools do I need? What support do I need? Because my intuition is telling me that there's something else. My intuition is telling me that I don't, that there's something that I can't trust this person and I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Um, my intuition is telling me that I need to leave at whatever, or maybe my intuition is telling me this person is like the one. You know, it could be the exact opposite, but it's so important to be in union with the space of love and to honor the decisions that come from love. And sometimes the decisions that come from a space of love actually fear, feel scary. And it's important to dis distinguish between what feels of love and what feels of fear and what is the root of that. Because if we're, say, for example, for me in this moment to not choose um, the guy who triggers my nervous system, it feels scary a little bit to me. And also it's of love. It's from love. The root is love, even though it feels scary and unfamiliar and, um, and uncomfortable, but it's of the energy of love. Or say, for example, when I left that relationship, um, my most recent relationship, it was scary. It was scary to do. It was, I felt fear in leaving that relationship. And also the root of that decision came from love. So in order to know what is fear-based and what is love, we have to come back into our body. We have to regulate our nervous system and to make a decision from that point and to understand what is expansive. What is expansive? What supports my evolution? What feels good to my body, to my heart, and to my soul? And how can I act from that place, even when it's scary? Because when we act from love, the end result is always love. It's always love. But we have to trust the messy in between. Because I promise, like, you, you and I are no different. There is, I deserve love as do you, true love expansive love and my heart breaks for all the versions of myself that didn't understand that and couldn't feel that with every cell of me and also I love that version of me I have no shame and I have no judgment for that version of me so wherever you are how can you love yourself through that how can you love yourself now how can you hold yourself where you are without shame, without judgment, without feeling like you have to be doing something different, but where you are right now, 
in relation to intimate partnership, in relation to love, in relation to connecting with other beings. Where are you? How can you see yourself? See yourself truly, honestly, with your whole heart. Observe that version of yourself and say, wow, I understand why you are this way. And I love you no matter where you are. Because from that energy, we allow ourselves to regulate our nervous system. We allow ourselves to release judgment. And then and only then will we be able to choose differently. But in order to choose to act from love, we have to first cultivate that within ourselves. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. And it is these belief systems that shift our actions. And it is these actions that shift our belief systems. So they go hand in hand. And to act from love is one of the most powerful, scary, uncomfortable things we can do. And it changes everything. It changes everything. We deserve love. We deserve love with every single cell of our being. And we deserve to be in expansive relationships. And yeah, I've, I've shared a little bit about the manifestation process in terms of we have to have the space to receive and we have to say no to that which doesn't serve us. And to witness yourself doing that is really magical. And that's where I am in this moment. And I know and I feel like love is coming into my vortex or it's already here. And some of y'all listen to, listening to this will be like, what the fuck is a vortex? I was told that I sound like an alien sometimes when I speak or like a, a <laughs> like a machine um, because I talk about things like vortexes and it's just really funny. So I feel in my body that love is in my vortex. And which means it's coming, it's here, it's it's right here. It's right here. I received the message honestly, like come back to Puerto and they're they're here waiting for me. And that's a really beautiful thing to know. And also um witnessing all of these opportunities present themselves where it's like the universe is asking me, Am I am I ready? Am I ready? And so to feel that in my body. And to say, yeah, I am ready. Sure, let's fucking do this, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for a partner. I'm ready for a partner in life. And so I share that with you um, with my whole heart, from my whole heart. And I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I love you. You deserve love. All right, my dears. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Uh, whether you're cooking or walking or um, giving your dog a bath or <laughs> working out, whatever it may be, I love you. I'm so thankful for you. You deserve love that feels expansive. All right? Claim that for yourself. It's time.